Today's special guest uh, plays Division Three soccer for Principia. And Principia may sound familiar. We had Peyton Sellers on here a couple months back uh, from, ba- from a, a basketball player there. Uh, she is now, I guess you would call a social media influencer. She's popular on TikTok. I, I see her all the time. Uh, welcome to the show, Viv DeCastro. How are you doing, Viv? I'm good. That was the in, like the intro. Like I'm still getting used to the TikTok part of it because I don't mm-hmm. think of, I don't think influencer. I think like content creator maybe. Okay. So I'm creating yeah. content, but I'm like, am I influencing people? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> 134,000 followers is is influencing somebody. I'm sure. <laughs> That that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but no, we I have questions today. It's just me today. No Zach. Uh, he has a bunch of family coming down. He's a, he's a, he's in Florida, and you're in New York right now, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually in All Florida right. a few weeks ago, so I'm jealous of him that he's in that weather. But <laughs> and then I'm in Missouri, still in like the fluctuating weather where it's it's cold one day and now it's hot and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have questions from childhood, like we we like to ask our athletes all their childhood, their family background, but also their playing career. And then for you, it's a little different since you're a content creator. I have to, ha- I have to reach that type of that side of things too. So let's start um, with your family life and your back- background. Cause I believe there's some Brazilian background, correct? Yes. Hundred, so I'm a hundred percent Brazilian, both my parents. So my mom came to the U S to New York when she was 23, which is my age. And then my dad came to the U S when he was 19 and then they didn't know each other. My dad's best friend growing up was actually my mom's cousin. And they didn't meet until they came to New York, which is crazy. Um, and then, yeah, they started, I guess, a family here. So I have an older brother. He's turning 27 and I have a younger sister um, who is from my dad's second marriage. But yeah, we're all Brazilian babies and we all wow. speak Portuguese. Wow. So you're you're completely fluent in the language. Yes. Okay. So on my TikTok, everyone's like, so you're not fluent because there are some words that like they asked me to pronounce and I pronounce it. But I'd say maybe like 96% fluent because like a, I, I have, I make grammar mistakes in English and I was born here. Yeah, so like, of course I'm going to make mistakes in any language. Um, but I would say, yeah, I'm fluent. I think when I go to Brazil, like when you're immersed in that environment of the language, like you speak it a little freer and like the way natives speak it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always love like going back to Brazil and speaking Portuguese there, you know, how people say it there. So growing up in your household, was it English? Was it uh, Portuguese? W- what did they speak? Um, I think until we got a little older, it was only Portuguese. Um, I mean, I think Portuguese was my first language because obviously like I'm at home before I'm at school and actually when 9-11 happened. So I live like before all these buildings, I'm like looking out into New York Uh before (laughs) all these buildings were constructed. Um, we could see the freedom or the, uh, world trade center from our window. And so when that happened, we moved to Brazil and came back in 2003. Three, I think so my brother did kindergarten and first or maybe he did first grade there at kindergarten and I was just like there in nursery um so yeah I like lived there for a year but that's like wow the only kind of experience of living which I don't even remember yeah New York's different though like for me being from Missouri I can't even imagine <laughs> what it's like <laughs> I'm sure you love it right I do love it I think I've learned to appreciate it more as I've gotten older 
when I, so I don't know if like Peyton told you, but we went to obviously print upper school together, but I was a boarding student and he was a day student. And so like the suburban life was like new to me. Like I didn't have Taco Bell or like Chick-fil-A or like any of those oh my god canes like I didn't have any of that I went to the midwest for high school um and then I was like obsessed with the suburban life and I was like I love going to the mall on weekends and I love like going to football games and like because you don't get really those things in the city in New York Mm -hmm. and then when I went to college in Elsa Illinois you're like there's nothing really here and then I was like it's New York so now I'm like I love New York but I like still cherish like the suburbs. <laughs> right on. No, yeah, you got a little bit of the best of both worlds. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to reach a little bit to your soccer background now. So, did you play four or five years? I um, at the college. I yeah. actually I only played three seasons, so I technically okay. have more eligibility to play in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I have hung the boots up. I think I'm okay. done. I but, gotcha. Yeah, I Freshman year, I didn't play. Sophomore year, I played. Junior year was COVID. My, and then senior year, like my first senior year, and then my second senior year. So okay. three. The COVID thing's messing me up still because I see all these athletes that I follow that they're, they're like a fifth-year senior and they still have another year from this yeah. COVID year. It, it's really messing me up. It's like if you started your season during COVID – then you get that season back. So like, cause I had originally thought I had an extra two years of eligibility. So like one for the fourth and then a COVID year, but because we didn't have a legitimate season, then I'm not allowed to play a COVID year. So if you played like actual, if you literally played, then you get that COVID year. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so playing wise, did you have anybody? I guess role model, but anybody that would that influenced you, uh, playing wise, it could be a women's player, a men's player. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it's kind of funny. So I didn't start playing soccer until I got into high school. So when I was fourteen, so I did gymnastics until fourteen, like six times a week. Like that was I was gonna go to co- like literally I was gonna go to college for gymnastics. Like when I was twelve, like we knew that like that was gonna be my future. And then when I went to boarding school, I kind of, I gave that up because it was just too much and I want to try something new. But I would say that like, and I fight with my brother literally all the time, but my brother has been a big inspiration to me with playing soccer because he played growing up. Like we, while I was at club gymnastics, he was at club soccer. And then I watched him play in high school. He played a little bit in college went like I went to his um like recruiting camps when he was going into college like at Rutgers like I was sitting there watching his like recruitment like camp and I'm just like sitting there I'm like so I would say he was a big like inspiration for me yeah yeah his name's Victor (laughs) right on that's that's so interesting the last guest we had um I don't know how familiar are familiar familiar you are with uh the missouri area because you were only here a couple of years correct yeah yeah i'm, I'm pretty familiar uh, missouri valley college is a school between kansas city and columbia it's a uh, uh, naia school i spent one year there playing college basketball we had one of my teammates on a couple weeks ago and 
I find it so interesting that he he did the same thing as you. You guys started playing your college sport when you were like fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's unbelievable to me that in three or four years you you picked up enough of it to play in college. Yeah, I I always tell people like I felt like soccer was kind of in my blood, especially being Brazilian. I mean, like mm-hmm. like soccer is literally everywhere. I mean, obviously everywhere in every country, but like in Brazil, like you literally just see people playing on the streets, no yeah. shoes. Like it's just like so wholesome, I guess there. It's like so simple when people play there. And I think that like also kind of inspired me. Like I felt like I never, I always wanted to try another sport when I did gymnastics, but I literally couldn't. Like I had no, I would go to school, come home at like 3.15. I'd practice at five and like I would do try. <laughs> told my mom I did my homework during the day for like an hour had a snack went to practice finished at nine got home at 9 30 and then like had chalky hands while I had dinner and then I go to bed so like I had this cycle for so many years and I was like craving to do another sport and I think that's why I was able to put like so much motivation in high school to playing because I was like I've wanted this for so long and now I like get to actually try this sport that I've wanted to and yeah. I'm just like grateful that I got to like pick it up. How how does soccer compare here when you play it? I know you play in college here compared to New York, but the soccer scene, what does it look like here compared to New York? Um honestly, like I knew like I'm not very familiar with like I didn't even like I never watched any of the MLS teams. I didn't even know we had a New York MLS team until like two years ago or like the NWSO. Like I was so out of the loop with like professional soccer. Like I'm a big basketball girl and I don't play basketball. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, so I love that you play basketball. It's super cool. (laughs) And so like I just wasn't familiar. Like I'm a big Knicks fan. Like so like, but don't quiz me because I'm not like watching everything. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. (laughs) But I like I'm not very like familiar with it. I'm only familiar with like watching like my brother's club practices when I was like six years old. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Cause I, I would I would have thought New York would be because obviously New York's huge. I would have thought New York would be like a massive soccer because soccer is massive here. And I had no idea until really recently when we got our, our city team here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so everywhere. Cool. Like it's it's literally like as a as a sports podcast, I've never been a big soccer guy. I've always been basketball first and baseball. Yeah. I've had to really dive into the soccer world a little bit more. And World Cup obviously helped with that because um, I think that brought a lot of. I feel like St. Louis is just like, I mean, something that I appreciate about St. Louis is like it's just such like their sports teams like they go hard. Yes. Like the Cardinals, the Blue, like oh my god! Like I've been to I've never been to a Rangers game, and I've been to so um, many Blue games. Like I've never been to a Yankee. Actually, I've been to a Yankees game when I was like five, but I've been to many Cardinals games. Like I feel like in St. Louis, like you eat and breathe your cities, like your, your team. Yes. And New York is maybe like New York is like that too. Cause obviously like I follow our, like I follow our New York teams on social media and stuff. And like Knicks games are like electric, but mm-hmm. it's, I feel like because there's so many people doing so many different things and New York is such a melting pot that there are people that don't give a crap about sports. But I feel like in St. Louis, even if you didn't play sports growing up, like you are a diehard like blues fan until you die. I don't no, know if you, uh, agree with that, if you agree with that or not, but. Oh, completely. I, I think that's extremely well said. I grew up like bleeding blue for the blues and bleeding red for the Cardinals. I mean, it's just like in our, in our blood almost. Um, <laughs> 
And I think that same thing with uh, like LA, for example, where there's so much going on that I feel like the sports teams don't get. Am I, is that kind of what you're referring to with New York? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, everyone's like in their own world. And like, when you kind of were talking about soccer, I think when I think of, okay. When I think of soccer, I think of a lot of like European and like Latin culture, like Latin America and um, oh, South America. And I feel like when I see like, for example, like NYCFC or like, you know, the Red Bulls, um, like when I see their fan base, it's very much like, I mean, this is obviously generalizing, but like, it's more of a, like, a not the typical American white person at a game. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. people from all different races, all different cultures. And I feel like soccer is just that way. And yes. I think like, I love, I love where I grew up in Manhattan, but like my neighborhood isn't, I feel like it's not very diverse. And that's something that hopefully I'll get more of when I'm older. But like, I think that's another reason why I wasn't very much in the like MLS soccer yes. life kind yes. of thing. I don't know. You're trans, you're, you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Transitioning. Transitioning. Yes. You're transitioning <laughs> perfect. And to my next question here, because I'm very um, proud and I take a lot of pride in diversity and meeting new cultures and meeting new people. And that's why I love your content because you're meeting people from all over the place. I mean, yeah, how much, you. how cool is that? Um, so I'm very, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of women's sports, all women's sports, basketball, soccer, whatever. Huge fan. My, my fiance played college basketball. Um, I'm yeah. watching the, if you have watching, kids, you have little basketball babies. <laughs> yes, and she and her, you know her dad's seven foot tall, so and she's like five eight. So like we got wow. some future there. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, like I'm a huge fan of of women's sports. I'm watching the women's national tournament right now, basketball, and I'm just all in on it. I've seen this national tournament for the for the women's side gain a lot more traction than in past years. Yeah. Um, but I I still don't think we're we are where we need to be uh, when it comes to women's sports. So in your, um, in your mind, what can we do to kind of further the women's game? Well, I mean, firstly, like it's really important. I think that people recognize that there's more to do because I feel like anytime we make progress, we're like, yeah, progress. And we forget that there's so much more to do and mm-hmm. with any, literally with any issue in our world. Um. But I don't know if you knew, but I actually used to have a women's sports podcast. And I, I saw that. Okay. I was going to mention that later. And I like yeah. kind of, I took it out of my bio because I put my TikTok in. And mm-hmm. I would say like recently I haven't been as invested or as like up to date with like women's sports just because I've been super focused on like my TikTok and like those things. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, um, I think that something and maybe you've heard about this, but like when we talk about women's sports, like we emphasize women and like the W so hard. And yeah. it's such like the men's sports and like any just putting men in front of sports, like that is not the default in sports. Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of assume that when we talk, like how long did it take March Madness to put the MBB? 
in the Instagram. Like, I think it took until like last year or like, let's talk, you know, like the weight room situation. Like, obviously we don't have to rehash, but like, it's still things that happened. And to think that someone even like thought in their mind, like, let me put like, maybe like five pound weights for women because they're women. And then for our, you know, for our stars, let's like rack things up and like put things in for them. So I think first it starts with differentiating that the default is not the man's sport, that you can say men's March Madness and you can say women's March Madness. Mm-hmm. And trust me, like my the athletic department at my school probably hates me because I like, <laughs> I just like got into it a lot my senior yeah. year and not hates me, but like they know that I will talk about it if something's wrong. But like, for example, like our men's soccer team soccer handle or Instagram handle was Principia Soccer until this year. And I didn't even recognize that it was that until I started mm-hmm. to open my eyes to these things in women's sports. And then I like reached out to the coach and I was like, look, like, can you please change your handle? Like, this is something that's really important to us. And it took some pushing, not because they didn't want to do it, but for them to realize how much I think it affected us. Mm-hmm. Um and so, I mean, before I go into my second point, like you can, cause you have probably something to say about that, but like, what do you think about like the whole like men's and women's and like differentiating the two? As a man, I feel like I'm very, a man from Missouri, a white male from Missouri. I feel like I'm very different in my thinking than the majority of people in my life. And, um, on a serious note, like me and my fiance have plans of moving even up north to Canada in the future. Uh, just, just to try something new. And for me, it's something I get pretty triggered at, honestly, when, when men, when men view women as, as lesser or, um, when, when women's sports, that's for basketball, for example, women don't dunk as much as men. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like men's, I understand like people would say men are more entertaining because they more athletic in certain situations more powerful. But for me as a basketball fan, I'm sitting here the other night watching the women's game thinking, it's it's harder because they're not as physically exactly. dominant. Um, and so to I, I, that point, sorry to cut you off, but like to that oh, yeah. point, I had a Division One basketball player come on my podcast like, like a year ago. She plays at Notre Dame. She played at UT, then she went to Notre Dame, and she said that the number one misconception that she feels is that like that they're less athletes than men there. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman and she was like if anything we have to put in double the work because we're not biologically the same and like we like we always go back to that like biological difference biological difference yes we know that that's there and it's never people like they're not going to deny that unless you know you're very ignorant but like if anything you're putting in that work so much harder to like to be like what like I don't even know squatting 300 pounds or whatever it is. Like it just takes that extra notch to do it. Mm -hmm. And then once like women's athletes are like up with a men, a man athlete, then they're like, Oh, she's a good athlete. Oh, she beat that in basketball. Oh, now she's good. You know, it's like ridiculous. (laughs) A major issue I have personally as a man um, is when women thrive in sports and then i just i'll just say i don't want to call anybody out but people in my life Mm -hmm. um 
that are men take that almost like uh, they're insulting us, which, yeah. which I have a huge problem with because, um, like you said earlier, like changes in our whole nation, um, something great happens and then we feel like it's it's done or it's over. Like women's sports is a lot better now than what it was when it started, but like it's not just we don't just stop it now. Like there's there's more to keep going going with it yeah I completely agree and like the I think we can also I I think I've like learned a lot in like educating myself with anything because I used to get like really angry with people that didn't understand something so simple in my eyes right like we think it's simple to understand but it's also like having the patience and like meekness in a way to like you're planting a seed like you don't need them to understand what you're saying in that moment you just need them to understand why you feel that way and when I made that like text to the um, head men's coach at my school the soccer coach I didn't need him to like necessarily text me back and saying no worries we're gonna change it right now that's not what he said it's, I just needed him to recognize why I needed him to change it. Yep. Even if it took a few weeks, because it's not necessarily like, it's just all you want is like for people to like, understand what you're saying. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. <laughs> but, no, definitely. No, I actually love that you did that. The, I, I saw something recently with um, women's announcers. Mm-hmm. If you go through Instagram, you're going to see hate no matter where you go, but like comments are just so hateful because of her voice or whatever it is. I think it was a hockey NHL announcer. A couple days later, it's like a little girl that she got to meet that was like wanting to be an announcer. It's like you don't you ever know who you're impacting um, through the through these things. So like certain situations where you know a guy doesn't like the sound of a woman's voice on announcing. Like she's she's a, a voice for a lot of like little girls that want to be that uh, growing up. It, it's because yeah, they're not thinking you, you, about everyone else just thinking about themselves exactly all right so what was that second point that you had okay so I think a lot about like just like giving things a chance (laughs) so in women's sports and in life in general like the more I think you invest in something you like do get a return hopefully and I actually learned this also from Um, like a professor and someone who is like in the women's sports world played like played basketball in college like is um, anyways like doing this like the I say like educational or like um, I don't think the word is philosophy maybe I don't know anyways she talked to me about this and it's really important that people invest in women's sports and women athletes. And when you invest, you like get that return. And it's just like a lot of people don't think they're going to get a return when they like invest, I think in women's sports. Um, And again, like this is like, this idea came from someone that like taught me this and I'm like, she had like all these numbers that she was showing me. And like, it's just so important that like, if we like want something to do well, like don't we put money and work into things that we want to do well. So then people have to be willing to do the work and to put money and sweat and into women's sports. And I think it's taken a lot of that. And we see like, I I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the numbers for March Madness views were like, are 
more than like 40% than last year. And that might even be too low. It might even be higher, but like, everyone's like, no one's watching. And it's like, dude, that's such a lie. Like people do watch and like, we're not even going to get to like women's soccer because that didn't make any sense. Because if we're going to talk about how many attendance, like who's attending this game and who's attending this game, women's soccer was bringing in more attendance and they were still getting paid less. And so I think it's just like people actually realizing that like women athletes are real and like, they're going to give you a return if you just give them a chance. What I love about you is that you're very vocal about these <laughs> issues too, because I, I, we can't, we can't um, even, even off from sports. There's a lot of issues going on that uh, when we get quiet about it, um, that's when it kind of gets, it just continues. And so I, I love that about you, that you're being that voice. And um, also like it just because it doesn't directly affect you. doesn't mean you can't like advocate for it. Yep. Exactly. And, it's huge. And like you were saying, like, yeah, you're a man and you still watch women's sports and you still, you know, it doesn't always have to be like us, like women athletes constantly like begging for people to like come to games and like to support us. And like, it can come from the other people. It doesn't have to directly be from women athletes. Like you can be like, yo, like, let's go to the game and be like, shut up. They're good. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've sadly lost um I've lost friends I've lost family members I've lost um people that I care about because I, I have these feelings about these issues so I'm glad uh, to have somebody on here that uh, agrees with me on these on these issues and I wish there was wish there was more of us. Um, Would you say it's just because of like maybe people in your life maybe have more conservative view of things? One thousand percent. It's hard, especially if you. I mean if you grew up in the Midwest and like yes. if you're in areas that aren't necessarily like bringing in people that look different mm-hmm. to you, then I think yep. it's important to like get that experience somewhere else. And I guess like this kind of ties into my TikTok and I don't know if that has to do with the next question, but like my TikTok, really <laughs> we'll talk about that next. But, like my TikTok has like helped me honestly, like a lot with this. Yes. No, that was something, um, for, for my major of being a sports management major, I want to coach hopefully college basketball eventually. You I will. probably could have, I, I, I probably could have gotten there even without the, the college experience. I'm still in my last semester here and I have taken classes where it's like, don't really know if I need to be doing this, mm-hmm. but when it comes to meeting different people and hearing different sides of, of people's um, stories and stuff, college has been phenomenal for that. And that's something that I, I don't think I was really prepared for coming from a small um, small school. Um, but that's something, uh, college is, I think really good for is hearing all these different people. And like the best man at my wedding, uh, is, is a Nigerian guy from England. Like mm. I would never have met him if I stayed yeah. in my little circle here, I, you know? Yes. Oh my God. The circle. I regret a lot. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. When I think of high school, I literally cringe. Like, of course there were good moments. And like, I love my friends that I have from high school, but it's like, girl expand. Yes. Yes. Oh, so you meant, anyway. you you mentioned TikTok. We've kind of been hinting at it. You've gone you've gone viral. You've gone. There's no way to like beat around the bush. <laughs> you've gone viral on TikTok. I saw one of your videos uh, months ago, and I you know I looked back, kind of reviewing before this interview, and you had like 12 million views on it. Now. So yeah, I, cool. we had a we had a video hit 130,000 views the other day, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So for somebody that's had a it couple videos. Cool. 
Like it's so cool. Like 130, like I'm like till this day and I'm like 20,000. I'm like, thank God. (laughs) Yes. So, but you've had millions. How does, how does that feel like, um, I don't know, kind of walk us through that. Cause not everybody gets that, you know, experience. Um, I'd say like, I think the first video that I ever post with the concept of like using international students perspective. I was going to uh, say kind of for people that don't know who you are, kind of give a background of what oh, you sure. do on there. Yeah. So I'm Vivi in the city. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. So I would say my TikToks are very much like it started with getting the perspective of an international student going to an American college or a college in the United States. Um, it's so funny when I say like America, American, like it triggers people on TikTok. I don't say America one, because Mm -hmm. I just hate saying that, but I do say American because that's what people from the United States are. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Anything you say on TikTok, people are going to roast you. No, it's it's literally like, I could like say like, my name is this and like, no, it's not. (laughs) But Yeah. yeah. So I started with like that like what is the weirdest thing about the u.s like you always like wonder like could you imagine going to a different country and just like being immersed in this culture that you have like no idea what it is mm-hmm. and, like some of these students had never been to the u.s so it started out with that and then i graduated college and then um i just kept going with the like what's the hardest english word to pronounce what's the weirdest thing about the u.s like What's the biggest culture shock for you? And then I started incorporating my parents because I'm like, wait a second, mm-hmm. my parents are international. And like my parents are actually like pretty funny and yeah. <laughs> annoyingly. And so <laughs> I like started doing TikToks with them and then like incorporating like Brazilian people. And so I think my algorithm is a little confused because they're like, what are we targeting? Like, are we targeting Brazilian people, like international people in the US? Yeah. But like, that's who I am on TikTok. <laughs> where did where did all this? You kind of maybe mentioned it a little bit there, but where did all this like come from? Like, wh- what made you think of this in the first place? I started to hang out with a lot of international students this past fall. And like I said, like I went to Principia High School. We had international students there. My whole family is from Brazil. Like I am like, you know what I mean? Like I, it's not like I'm like this American girl that has no like experience in another yeah. culture. Like I've been around this. And like for some reason, it took me so long to put myself out there for other cultures and just like ask questions. And I feel like if we don't ask questions, how are we ever going to know the answer to things? And I was like, dang, like I have so many international friends. Like, I wonder what's like weird about the U S and our Mm -hmm. college system. And there's a lot (laughs) and they think there's a lot. And um, going back to like that regret thing that I talked about, well, I'm not gonna say regret because I don't have any regrets in life, but just, growing points I think that it's so easy to stay in your friend group with people that look like you or share the same beliefs and culture as you and whatever but I think like the most beautiful part of life sometimes is like going up to someone who looks nothing like you and asking them about their life in a genuine way not in like a I don't really know like you know you know like just not in a different way Um, And so I think 
A lot of my friends started leaving Principia College one by one, my high school friends, and then they all graduated. And then I was like, why wasn't I friends with all of these international people sooner? Like, what was stopping me? And I just, I got better at Portuguese, being friends with my Brazilian friends this fall. I got better at Spanish, which is not quite there, but it's getting better. And then that's like how it started with TikTok. I was like, let's just get their perspective. And then like, that was the piece was putting myself in a position to hear their perspective. I think you need to be reminded that um, you are reaching a lot of people. I know you're in New York, so you're in a much different setting than I am. Yeah. Um, so you're around a lot of people. I, I need you to know though, because like my fiance showed me a video of yours and I'm like, that's kind of the girl I'm interviewing what? coming up. No, so like, crazy. You, yeah, you're like, you get around for sure. And 134, 100, I think it's 134,000, right? Isn't that where you're yeah. at? Yeah. Yeah. 134,000. That's, okay. that's amazing. And like, it's my mom. Oh my God. My mom is literally like a little momager. Like, she but she's a good momager like she goes around and she's like my daughter yeah this is her tiktok (laughs) my daughter does tiktok and i'm like mom like stop like i'm very i don't talk about my like things like when i had a podcast i didn't really tell people i had a podcast i don't tell people i have tiktok like i don't know why i think that's just like kind of who i am and it's not like i'm it's not necessarily being shy or like humble you know like like I'm just humble like no like I just honestly like feel embarrassed sometimes telling people about what I do and I'm like grateful that my mom has put like given me a lot of experiences honestly to like interview people because she's a lot more like out like she will talk to people a lot more than I will and I'm still extrovert so imagine her (laughs) yes so she's like helped me um like get certain interviews and like I hear her from my room at night and I just hear my voice what's your name where are you from and I'm like mom turn that off I was yeah. like turn that off and it's like and she's just so maybe half of my views are my mom now that I'm thinking uh-huh, about it. uh-huh. that's awesome uh, you mentioned the podcast a couple times um it's a women's sports podcast correct mm-hmm. she did what <laughs> that's what it's called. have you thought about going back and and redoing like uh doing it again maybe maybe i don't know i mean you know i I listen i listened to a couple and i i I enjoyed it so that's what i'm saying like i i don't know i feel like that's something you should think about it is a lot of work though it is yeah it's just like editing and like getting people on and if i'm doing tiktok too like i'm not saying necessarily like it's like i haven't only done stuff for my own account like i've and hope I don't know when they're going to post it, but like I've had, I've been like the content creator for other people's TikToks and I've been like interviewing other people. And like mm-hmm. that takes like, I'll be out in Times Square for like five hours. And like, yeah. it's like, it's exhausting. Honestly, sure. like content creation is exhausting. And yes. I didn't think it was until I got into it. And it's just hard like to, I think I'm working on like, what do I want to focus on in my life? Like I'm getting my master's in Spain in October in sports journalism and communication. So I'm going to be in the sports world. I'll have a four month internship with Real Madrid. I'll be there, but then also I'm creating my TikToks around like culture and language. So it's like, how can I combine the two 
or do I leave one behind and I keep going? So it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's just a lot, I think. And it's not like I forgot about the podcast and like mm-hmm. women's sports, but I'm definitely like in a phase where I'm like fizzled out of it a little For bit. Sure. Kind of, kind of putting it on the back burner right now. Yeah. But it has a place in my heart. Yes. <laughs> I got you. Um, and I guess, I guess also going off that, do you have any goals now? With, I mean, obviously you're doing a bunch of stuff in Spain now coming up and it sounds like, and, but with, with your TikTok and with your content create creation, um, do you have any goals with that? Um, or something that you want to achieve with it? I want to like keep growing. I think I want, I think what I've realized and you don't really know who you're affecting until people tell you how you're affecting them. And like, actually one of the videos that I posted like two days ago, they're from a Brazilian bakery and they had already like when my mom went in to like buy something or something, she was like showing them my TikTok, and they're like, Oh, I know that girl. Like I watch her all the time. And I think she was like, it helped me like pronounce these English words. <laughs> like it helped wow. me like, with this, like this new language that I'm learning. And I think I just want to keep finding ways to like, like impact people in a different way. Like, it's just like, it's like, you know, what gets views. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you see people doing get ready with me's all the time on TikTok and like, sure. I've done some of those. And like, I try and talk about my content through get ready with me's, but like, I want to keep finding new ways to like engage people, I guess, I guess okay. as a goal of mine and like, just keep growing my audience internationally. Like I've had like my friends, like from school, they'll be like, Oh, I went home to Argentina. One of my friends, he's like, his name is Luigi. Everyone loves him on TikTok. They're like, he's like, I went to this festival and like girls were like, Oh my God, I've seen you on TikTok. Mm. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I want to yeah. keep going internationally um in like an uh, an authentic uh, in an authentic way. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um as as I mentioned earlier, my co-host cannot be here today, but he did put a couple questions down. I have to ask you one, and it's a very serious issue, Viv. Um uh, New York pizza or St. Louis pizza? Does St. Louis even have pizza? What like Dewey's or something? <laughs> I think he was meaning emos. I think that's what he was trying okay, to like- he, he uh, even put in parentheses it's it's a hard hitting question <laughs> so new york oh my god the other day i went out and like th- on the way back from the bar at 4 a.m we like went to a pizza shop and we just sat there and i was like i think i was in love with my pizza i was like uh-huh. this is why i'm alive yeah so my answer is so, new york <laughs> i've never been to been to new york and i've never had new york pizza i've had chicago deep dish i like like a breadier doughier pizza mm-hmm. but I, i'm i'm a guy that tries everything so i'm gonna have to find <laughs> it, is it only more. is it only a new york thing is it is there anywhere else i can For pizza? find new york pizza is it, is I definitely it go new york. okay okay definitely i mean like i've never been to chicago though so that's like mm-hmm. unfair for me to say i'm sure like chicago has great pizza but yeah like new york is just like every corner like you'll find different pizza like different kinds of pizza pizza everywhere but i've just found that it's just like 
the cheapest pizza is the best here in New York. Somehow. Gotcha. Like literally I got two pieces and a Coke for $4, which is like wow. almost a swipe on the subway. Wow. I'll have to keep that in mind. The cheapest <laughs> pizza is the best pizza in New York. Okay. I'll remember yeah. that. People might um, come for that one, but whatever. <laughs> I do have um, some rapid questions for you here. I mentioned this to you, I believe, mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, off the top of your head, first thing. The first question is kind of, I think you already answered it. Rapid question number one. Who's your inspiration and why? Um, in life, my mother. But athletically, I really like... I love Simone Biles and I love like Sean Johnson. So just like gymnasts that I like grew up watching. Yeah. Okay. Um, Road trip or flying? Flying. I hate road trips. I've (laughs) never been on a flight before. Stop. I have it. I know I need to. It's not even, it's, it's not even a fear thing. It's just, I guess. My family always did road trips growing up. Like I'm not, I'm not afraid of it at all. That's a so. very like. I don't want to say like American. Oh, it is. But like, I feel like that's a very American thing. Oh, definitely, it's definitely like road trips. Like, yeah, just like we'll be like, "What are you doing over the weekend?" They're like, "Oh, we're going to our cabin this like somewhere." And I'm like, "Oh, like it's cool, but it's like it's so American. Like I love it." Yes, yes. Um, what's the greatest lesson sports has taught you? Um, I might need a second to think about this one. Well, we, I was thinking we kind of talked for, for me, it's like the diversity and bringing people together. Yeah. Um, and we kind of talked about that and I didn't know if you were going to use that as your answer. Or... Um, cause patience is, is a big one. Um, yeah, like trust maybe, in the process. Maybe like discipline okay. and like, showing up for yourself showing up for others um like being at practice on time Mm -hmm. I don't know like oh it taught me a lot about leadership like that was huge when I when I was captain that was hard actually like being knowing how to lead when you have friends that are on your team that was hard so yeah maybe like leadership discipline I like that uh are you a are you a night out or a homebody i think i know this answer being a, being an extrovert phase, in this phase of my life i am a night out okay all right um and then the last one here if you could play any sport professionally besides soccer uh not if like physically could you if you okay. if you wanted to do something what would it be uh maybe basketball yes That'd be cool. Like playing at Madison Square Garden. I saw you posted you you posted Caitlin Clark the other day and she Mm -hmm. is going off. She's unbelievable. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I I like the basketball answer. Yeah, Um, I think think basketball. And then I guess like gymnastics, like I already did that, but that like that realistically would have been what I would have done professionally. Okay. Nice. If I going. So Viv, um, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out. Uh, thank you. You sound you, you sound like you're very busy and, and very busy all the time. So um, I'm I'm glad you didn't have to do that boxing class tonight. And I'm, oh my I'm god! <laughs> my mom is always like, "You have time to do these things, but you can't vacuum my floor." And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I vacuumed it this morning, and I was like, there "Mom, I'm a good podcast." 
but I vacuumed the floor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, thank you so much. Um, I, I personally loved hearing your story as well as some um, opinions and beliefs that you that you have that I agree with, uh, that I don't get to talk to many people about that. So I, I thank you so much for joining and uh, we wish you obviously the best of luck moving forward. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for like, obviously one, like asking me to come on and mm-hmm. just like having your perspective around women's sports and like there's not many people that do that and just like I feel like I already said this but, like asking questions and like getting to know people so like I appreciate that you like gave me this opportunity to like talk about who I am and like what I like and like why I do it so yeah I, I was excited this is so fun <laughs> <laughs>